Spider-Man No Way Home bonus episode. So since I'm making a website, I realized they should have an episode that people actually click on after I've already practiced doing a podcast a few times. So like if I send this stuff to my family or friends, what episode will they watch? This one. They ain't watching my exploration of Red Rocket and I kind of hope they don't. So I need to come up with theory on No Way Home. And so this is a skinny white kid talks about movies. Episode number bonus number one. I don't know what episode number this is. I'm recording a few today, but I thought it would be fun to do this. So this is my theory on Spider-Man Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. My name is Kyle Pendleton. And in the newsletter that you can find on the website Ready to Disturb, the newsletter called You Have a Huge Mistake, I wrote a ton about Spidey. So after about two paragraphs, you can find all of this info on the Ready to Disturb newsletter, 1224-21. So this is like, if you read the newsletter, if you watch this, you're kind of getting the same info, but that's why it's a bonus episode. And I expect this episode to be the first and probably only episode people listen to, so even though I'm already minimum in, I'm going to try to do a good job. The premise of the show is not to review, but to give a film theory, and it could be a typical fan theory, or, but usually it's more into questioning the implications of certain decisions in the film or trends in filmmaking. Very exciting, obviously, but prepare for spoilers. Without further ado, I have a fan theory. I'm not sure you know this, but this movie can be mapped to Spider-Verse very easily, even down to the deadline report that Emma Stone was not coming back because she was pregnant. This could have meant Garfield having a chance to redeem himself in the movie by saving his own Gwen instead of having the same MJ. But I doubt that. I legitimately think that Sony slash Disney Marvel uh, would have had her play Spider-Glenn. Am I wrong? Doubtful. There are never too many heroes. And you can't prove me wrong, but I really think that's what happened. And now onto this movie and the fans' relationship to nostalgia. The more interesting of the two topics, I did this enjoy this movie quite a bit. And note, after this point, this is a recorded version of the Spider-Man is a menace write-up. 260 million. The web single swindled God-loving, red-blooded Americans out. 260 million dollars in just three days. Evil. After discretion, it's time for my film theory on Spider-Man No Way Home. Full spoilers, if you remember the newsletter from a few weeks ago, I was not actually excited for this movie. It felt like a Spider-Verse cash, and Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield are not important to me, and the trailer I thought was pretty bad. And Alfred Marillion's Doc Ock was every, on every poster, and I don't really care that much about him or Spider-Man 2, and I know that's sacrilege from Spider-Man fans, but that's just my opinion. And I thought these characters would take away from Tom Holland's Peter Parker, who I love. And I was wrong. I think they did a great job. And my worries were rooted in the expectation that the emotional core of the film was going to be nostalgia. It would be the cheer when Thomas Hayden Church shows up as Sandman. And I'll cheer for a Spider-Man showing back up, maybe, but not a third-tier villain from a bad movie. However, this movie has so much heart. It was not about the nostalgia. Well, it was, financially at least. The actual story of this film was about Peter Parkin growing up. And uh, surprisingly, it got me for a few reasons. Fundamentally, I think the pieces are correct to make a good Spider-Man movie. Just Tom Holland, John Watts, every around them create the perfect personality for a fun Spider-Man movie. I was having fun so much that it surprised me. And surprise is the second reason this movie got me. And this is a big spoiler. It's like, I'm never really that surprised by an MC movie. But when anime died, that was the core of the movie. And that's the cry moment. And if this was spoiled for you, I think that would greatly diminish the experience. The other Spider-Man are fun aspects. They aren't necessary for the moral of the story. This movie, more so than the other two, MCO Spider-Man gets to the core of the character. That every man that has to make the sacrifice, that he makes mistakes and constantly loses. And every Spider-Man has that tragic moment. As an audience, we thought Peter already had that tragedy before he appeared in Civil War. 
but the way it came and how long they waited, this is, I believe, a sixth movie they appeared in. Um, it allowed there to be such a bigger weight for the audience to feel when Anne May's death compared to the previous Spider-Man origins. Like, Anne May matters so much more than those Uncle Ben's. And going from that death to the final scene where Peter has lost it all and nobody remembers him is heartbreaking for the audience. And this is the most a hero has had to deal with the consequences of them being a hero in the MCU. And it is the most consequence any of them have faced in a solo movie because Infinity War was pretty big. But that wrapped up a year later with Endgame. There's, they're going to make Spider-Man live with this. And the audience gets their heart broken with Peter. And they really empathize with his plight. And they see the consequence and they can understand with great power comes great responsibility. And Infinity's films are notoriously lacking on thematic resolutions and emotional core. But this Spider-Man movie has no shortage. And the other promise the MCU is spectacle. And this movie was fun. And Anne May, MJ, Happy, and the teachers are also funny. Doctor Strange being an incredible spectacle. And, like, while watching the villains play off each other and crack jokes is such an interesting territory to watch, it had ample special spectacle with the special effects, the energy of the cast, and the major doses of nostalgia to connect with audiences without any special heroes. But then it had two. And I'm sorry to everyone for what I must say, but Tom McGuire is not special to me, and this movie did not change that. Garfield is not special to me either, and I hate his second movie. This movie made Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man special. It helps he is not playing in high school because he was always too old. But Garfield, or Peter Three as they called him, is so fun. Man, man has the best jokes in the movie. He puts an incredible amount of energy into his performance, and he's taking this movie just as seriously as he took Tick, Tick, Boom. Only one of these is going to win him an Oscar, though. And that moment he saves MJ was so telegraphed and it was so cheesy. But then seeing his face and the relief he sells, I bought it. I bought it hard. And that diving save of MJ is almost a distilled version of why the entire movie is so satisfying. It has a spectacle of the, nostalgia of the exciting action. Zendaya makes a little jokes. And it has the nostalgia of seeing an old Spider-Man. But through all these layer at the core and in Garfield's face, it has heart. And hardest people wanted from Spider-Man, they wanted to cheer and feel it was earned. Like an excuse to be happy, a break. Superhero movies are escapism, and this provide escape in space. And I have quibbles. After all that, this wasn't even my favorite Marvel movie of the year. Well, it's kind of like Tai with Shang-Chi. But none of my quibbles are worth dedicating any of this time. My last thought is Willem Dafoe is one of my favorite actors of all time. I'm glad he's getting praise for this movie. And... You know what I'm just going to say? This four-time Oscar nominee is still clearly underrated. Don't know if that's really possible, but my only disappointment is lack of screen time. And if you want Fold the Foe, see Nightmare Alley. So thank you. This was a Skinny White Kid Talks About Movies bonus episode. And uh, see Spider-Man, see Nightmare Alley, see as many movies in theaters as possible so that I can continue doing this. Actually, more comment on my stuff or like it or share it because that would actually help me more to see it because I don't actually make money off theaters. So... I don't know why I said that part, but I'll see you next week.